All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode two of Kicking It with the Hicks. What up, guys? I'm Braden. I'm Orrin. Now, I want to just kind of jump straight into politics real quick before anything else. Yeah, so do I. Now, um, Donald Trump sent out a tweet. Was it today? I'm not sure when it was put out. But if you want to tell him what the tweet said. Let me bring up my notes and I'll tell you right now. <laughs> it's uh, pretty stupid. Um, so, it says it's unbelievable that Obama criticized me for coronavirus response. He had eight years to prepare the next president for a pandemic and he failed. I've done a tremendous job. There are still more people alive than dead. Now, keep in mind, the whole reason why this blew up in the Democrats' eyes is because, A, he misspelled prepare. He spelled prepare as P-R-E-P-A-I-R. It's a common mistake. Harmless. And every Democrat... It's like, oh, he's not a president fit to run the country because he misspelled a word. That's literally happens with everything. Like, everything Trump has done for this country and for office and everything, he's always getting criticized for every little tiny detail. Because that's all the Democrats can put against him. Yeah, I mean, look at what we just went through he got impeached by the house and the senate was like he did nothing wrong why what why why are we investigating this bullcrap impeachment and so in my eyes it's freaking completely retarded oh it is abuse of my tax dollars as a U.S. citizen who pays his taxes and stuff like that. That's what that went to. Yep. But also, uh, in the news, Trump is launching an investigation on Obama and all the Democrats in the Democratic Party who... uh, was involved with Obama's presidency for trying to tap into Trump's uh, uh, campaign so they can take out votes pretty much. Yeah, take out votes to prove that uh, the Russians were behind the Trump invest- uh, campaign, but in reality we already went through that in the House wanted to impeach him for that or whatever. I'm not 100% sure on why the House wanted to impeach him. I just knew it was retarded. And so... Yep. It, abusive presidency. It, I don't know, man. It's freaking... It's so stupid, I didn't want to freaking pay attention to it. Uh, 
this is what I'm saying. I, if, I fear for my country. I fear. As, oh, me too. And as an American, I, it doesn't matter if you're left wing, left wing, or right wing, or independent, or whatever. You should be fearing for your country too, because the main fact being why why would you want our country to be socialist like what Bernie wants he wants yep. everything to be equal okay if you want everything to be equal that's socialism they tried socialism in Russia and they were putting people in gulags and everything like that so why do it Obviously, it's ineffective. Yeah. But that's my two cents in on Trump's presidency. I, I, I love what Trump's been doing. He, he's been doing an amazing job. And I'm not even kissing ass. There's been some things that he hasn't done to what I would want. But there's been nothing but progress while he's sitting in that chair yep what are your thoughts it's stepping forward I mean he's done so much he's pretty much wiped out ISIS yeah he's wiped well what Trump wanted is to have the sons of bitches under his thumb so if they made a move boom we're dropping a bomb on their ass Yep. It's. He was always on top of him before anything. We dropped a Moab when he was freaking not that far into presidency on freaking ISIS, dude. And freaking, he was dropping bombs. Yeah, there was an ISIS hideout that was in the side of a mountain. And he dropped um, Tomahawk missiles into the side of that mountain and blew it up to rubble. progress. I like seeing progress. That's what I like in a president. Yep. But uh, stepping a little bit away from politics, um, kind of want to talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, man. I'm, no, that's I'm pretty excited gonna be. for that. I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, yeah. If you don't know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is an upcoming action role-playing game developed by Ubisoft Montreal and published by Ubisoft. It is the 12th major installment and the 22nd release in the Assassin's Creed series and a successor to the 2018 game Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And PC Gamer and Games Radar has already showed intel inside of the game. And showed like what the vill- the home village is going to be like and just the trailers alone and it just looks amazing and I'm actually excuse me I'm almost like fully Norwegian and that's pretty much all this game is about so I am way more excited about this and I can't wait to see how far it's come from any other Assassin's Creed game Like, and there's like, been a couple of Assassin's Creed games where I haven't been totally into. Yeah. Like, I think 
the one that I actually played through and loved was Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, and Black Flag. Black Flag still looks stunning, dude. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm not a big stealth game person, and it you don't even have to use stealth in that game. Uh, Only when you're doing those annoying freaking e- eavesdropping freaking missions, which piss me off. It's not really skill-based either. I mean, it's just really fluent. It's a really fluent game. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for that. For that. But um, also Forza Horizon 5. Yep. Uh, they're talking about the map being the the whole United States. So, I mean, what do you, how do you feel about that, dude? I've been asking for a game for I don't know how long for a open world whole map of the U.S. like actually in depth where you can travel the highways through the U.S. and stuff like that. If it's what yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Because me as a car guy, Brayden, you know me, I that's what I like. I love freaking cars. I freaking yep. love just getting my hands dirty with them. And when I see a game that says it's the whole map of the U.S., in my, in my eyes, is it going to be like the crew where it's multiplayer only and you have to freaking – it's a small – scale of what the U.S. is, yeah. it's going to be gigantic because I want a gigantic map. I want to be able to drive in Idaho and say I did. Well, same with you. Like when I was growing up, you know, playing those giant rock star games like Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto, and you see all these buildings and you see all these cities like – GTA 5, where it's modeled off of um, Los Angeles. Yeah. And it, and then you look at like pictures of Los Angeles and all that stuff, and it looks just like it. And I've actually watched a Jacksepticeye video where he was playing GTA 5. He played it a couple years back, but then he came back for it for Nostalgia Week. And he said that he used to play it and everything, but he said it is so weird to drive around in GTA five and fly around and everything. Cause he's actually stood in Los Angeles. And so it's so weird playing a game where it's so detailed of Los Angeles. And like when I saw pictures and how Los Angeles actually looks like compared to San Andreas on GTA five, it just made me want to, you know, for it to expand out to, you know, your hometown or just any other city. And for Forza to do this, where you can drive around and upgrade vehicles and having it to where you can drive around in your hometown, I'm stoked for it. Dude, I hope it's what it's advertised to be. I really hope. Even if it's but there a... is another side of me where I'm expecting a letdown. I'm expecting a letdown because of the sheer fact of 
it just only being raceways in different states and not being like actual roads and you know hometowns and stuff like that well i mean take idaho for example idaho is the armpit of the nation but still it is it has some of the prettiest scenery i mean if you oh, yeah. if you've taken a drive anywhere it is beautiful yeah some of the most gorgeous backwoods and a lot of people can vouch for me on that. Um, there was a big time YouTuber. Uh, it, you know, it was like one of those ones that says like, you know, top five reasons of blah, blah, blah. Well, they did a top five, like most beautiful parts of Idaho and stuff like that. And why to visit Idaho. And one of the reasons was, you know, like the, mountains and the woods and you know the small the smaller cities and it really is gorgeous around here we give this town a lot of shit but I mean it is it is is just country Idaho Falls is a garbage ass town because it's in the middle of getting too big for its britches I mean we have the green belt it is beautiful but us as teenagers, what what is there to do? Yeah, there really is nothing in this town. Unless you have money. Yeah. Besides fishing. There's a couple good fishing spots, but... Not a lot. And you have to drive away. There are, like, creeks or, you know, little... uh, knee deep rivers that you can just stand in and fly fish and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we got the snake river, but you don't want we're always told that don't swim in it or the current will drag you straight down to the bottom. And I don't know if you remember, but there was one 4th of July a couple of years ago yeah, we're where man was actually swimming to an Island in the middle of the snake river. Yep. And he actually Eventually drowned. He went under the. Uh, he got sucked under by the under. And freaking, so what had happened was this dude was drunk and he was walking around the green belt because we used to have this like big Fourth of July celebration around the green belt, which is a really high populated area. It's got everything out there. It's got hotels and stuff like that. So it's a pretty, like, populated area. There would be vendors and stuff like that. And so it was about dark, and we were doing uh, fireworks. And at the old spot where the fireworks are, you they shot them right above the river. And <clears throat> at the in the green belt, there's a little island that the Snake River runs through, and it's got a little cabin mm-hmm. there. And there's urban legends and myths about why the why there's a house on that island, whatever. And so this dude he had the great idea while he was drunk to go swim across that island, and it just completely tore him to pieces pretty much it sucked him under 
grabbed the undertow grabbed him and he drowned and it delayed the fireworks what two hours yeah the there's this radio station you usually listen to because the fireworks are uh, synced up perfectly to the music on the radio. And there was two uh, radio hosts that came on and were stopping the show, uh, apologizing for it and sending out search parties and all of this stuff. And it was crazy because you would never expect that. I mean, it, that was definitely a bummer, but we still got. To- it was a it was a scary moment. Yeah, it. We still got to watch the fireworks. Thank God. Condolence. But I actually know the people um, that it happened to, and shout out to them. Um, I mean, I'm sorry for your loss. It was just terrible it was a really scary moment because you know you're sitting there with your family trying to enjoy fourth of july and then all of a sudden you know stuff goes down and it turns into into something more yeah and it you know it sucks that that happened it really does but it is what it is not much you can do about it Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yep. But. But. Changing the subject, I don't know how we got on that, but um, what would you rate from one to five your favorite games ever made? Ooh. So I'm going to go old school at number five. I'm going with MX versus ATV Unleashed. Mm. Then I'm going to go with uh, Modern Warfare 2. The reason being is that freaking... That game just made me want to become a Marine and a soldier. Because I saw that and I'm like, damn, this is badass. Yeah. But there's a, I, three. I got to put it at Forza. Just the whole series. I mean, I love cars. I There's not much I can say about it. I just, uh, who doesn't? I freaking love it. Um, At number two, I'd probably say Black Ops 2, dude. Mm-hmm. That game is iconic. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. And uh, Yeah, that's a game that really got people into gaming when it first came out. That's what really got people into, you know, the Call of Duty franchise. I remember freaking playing it. I was so excited for it. And I think my number one has got to be uh, what I keep on coming back to is uh, thing I can't think of right now. Uh, <laughs> Now I'm spacing off. <sighs> I, I was, it's your number one favorite game, and you can't remember it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it, it's a game I used to play when I was younger. I <coughs> it. Oh, it's MX versus ATV Untamed. What the hell? Mm-hmm. 
I, I grew up riding four wheelers and dirt bikes and stuff like that. So when there was like a dirt bike game that came out, I was like, hell yeah, I want to play this. And I played that game until the freaking film came off the disc. I burn up that disc. <laughs> Same thing with MX versus ATV Unleashed. Mm. I just, I, um, those games are just so fun, dude. Just so fun, dude. I went in my top five. I mean, I gotta give credit to the old consoles in which it actually got me really interested into gaming and how far it's come, you know, graphics wise and just, you know. So, number five, I gotta. I mean, I grew up playing Nintendo DS and Game Boy and the Wii when it first came out. And I had one of the first Xboxes and I never had an Xbox 360 like all these other kids, but I played the hell out of the first Xbox and I had a PlayStation 2. So with number five, I got to go with Halo 2 because that's one of the first games that I've ever really played on an actual console. And that game was just amazing. And I don't know, it was just really fluent and you just felt like a badass. And I don't know, it was just amazing. At number four, um, I got to go with GTA 5. That's only because, I mean... There's just a lot of stuff you can do. Not really in story mode, but with multiplayer. I mean, they were always updating that game about every single week, adding more material to it to keep uh, gamers in to their game and not trying to bore them. Yeah. Uh, number three, I got to go with ha- uh, not Halo 2, God. Black Ops 2. Uh, that game was so fun. Nuketown. If you ever had beef with another gamer, it was always uh, 1v1 snipers only on freaking. Dude, that's quick scope. Like Modern Warfare 2, Rust. Yep. Quick scoping off the tower. And Black Ops and Black Ops 2 is Nuketown. Mm hmm. 1v1 me on a freaking map. A small map, even hijacked, dude. Do you remember hijacked? Oh yeah. That was, was it the boat? Yeah, that was the boat. That was... people gave up hijack a lot of crap, but that game was like that map was fun. I, I liked hijacked a lot. Hmm. But with uh, number two, um. Uh, number two, I got to go with the Resident Evil games. I mean, I don't know. that Those games are just really interesting, and they're, there's just something about the horror aspect in it. Oh, yeah. And it's just crazy how people... Like, the developers of Resident Evil, it seems like what they do is they take horror movies and they put it into a video game. 
So it's like you're playing and watching a horror movie. And I don't know. Like Resident Evil 2. That game was really good. I mean, the graphics weren't the, you know, the best, but it was still really damn good. Uh, um, number one. Uh, I either have to go with probably going to say say Dying Light. Dying Light is my number one. If you don't know what Dying Light is, it's a parkour zombie-esque game. Um, it's so fluent. You feel like a badass playing that game, especially if you're listening to music. Uh, it is... I mean, it is fun. You can't get bored of that game. But another game that I really enjoy that was not on my top five is Battlefield 4. Yeah, dude. I mean, this like the multiplayer I wasn't really impressed with, but the gameplay aspect of it and the story mode was just fantastic. Uh, I have to give credit yeah. credits to freaking Red Dead Redemption 5 or 2, dude. Yeah. Good God. That was beautiful. I know. A lot of people gave that game so much crap, saying, like, it shouldn't be in, like, a top ten anything. Uh, But, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was just like one of those old Western movies. And the voice, I mean, they picked the perfect voice actors for everyone. And... I don't know. There was just something about that whole game. And the atmosphere and the elements that are in that game are gorgeous. And what I like- if you really look at screenshots and if you actually play the game and you're just riding around in the mountains or something, it looks gorgeous. What I really liked about that game was how it's how merciful. You could, yeah. you could be freaking you're riding around on your horse and there's still missions to do. Well, it made it more realistic because you could brush your horse, feed it, walk it. Um, and it I mean, the fishing in that game, the hunting, it's just I, it was so well done. I, I loved how they added fishing. Oh, yeah. You could... I mean, just when you're fishing for, you know, legendary sturgeon or legendary pike, I mean, just the fight alone. I mean, especially if you're going for the legendary salmon in that game, and it's kind of over in the winter area and, like, up in the mountains where there's snow everywhere. And just fighting it. And occasionally it'll spit your lure and stuff like that. Like you're actually trying to catch a giant fish. And the fight is unreal. And it's just amazing. 
And I also want to talk about virtual reality and how far it's come because I think Oculus was one of the very first virtual reality headsets and it was amazing for its time, but it also had a few bugs here and there. But I mean, now they're coming out with gloves where it has motors that are attached to your fingers and it holds your fingers back if you're grabbing something. So it actually feels like something's in your hand. And then when you aren't holding anything in the game, you know, it lets you move it around. You got full body tracking where it tracks your feet and everything. They're also coming out with a treadmill thing where it pretty much straps around your waist and it just kind of holds you and you can run around in games. And I mean, they're coming out with body suits. So if you get shot in the game, you know, it gives a strong vibration. So it actually feels like, you know, you're taking bullets and it's just crazy how far technology has come well we played vr when i turned 18 and we did my party dude and even oh yeah we went to a place called fat cats and i played this one game where you have to fly around a city and put out fires and it was amazing and when you first start off uh the guy puts the headset on you and hands you the controllers and you take this elevator all the way to the top and there's a plank with a piece of cake on the end of it. So he makes you walk all the way out there and grab it and eat the cake or whatever. And then he tells you to turn to the side and jump off. And I've seen plenty of other YouTubers do that. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know why they're freaking out about it. But when I was in their footsteps and in their shoes and I actually you know, walked off with the virtual reality on. Felt real. And, yeah, I was just falling. And as soon as I was about to hit the ground, I, like, almost buckled my legs like I was actually about to impact the ground. And it was insane. It really tricks your brain into thinking you're actually there. It's like an optical illusion. And I know that you played Beat Saber, and you really liked that one. Yeah, I did the falling off the cliff, and then I did that Beat Saber, which was really cool. (laughs) Yeah. And it just, it's one of those things where you, uh, when you're in that position, it just, it trips your head out. Yeah. And you, like your head can't comprehend it. Because in your head, you're not supposed to be able to jump off a hill or freaking bridge or whatever. Yeah. It's not supposed to do that. So, what got you into the gaming world like what consoles did you play on as you were growing up and what games really uh involved you into so, so you know the gaming in- industry when my mom when i was younger my mom wanted to entertain us 
me and my sister. And she's like, all right, well, she talked my dad into getting us an Xbox, the original Xbox, the original Xbox. And so we're like, all right, cool. So we're just, we played video games down in the basement while my mom groomed dogs so she could watch us. And so mm-hmm. we, we just kind of played for fun. And we were redoing my bedroom and uh, we were, uh, she, my mom, she's like, you can have the Xbox in your room. So I'm like, all right, cool. Since I was one of the main ones to play. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I get the Xbox in my room. And uh, I played MX versus ATV a lot. And just Madden and stuff like that. The games that I had. And once I started, yeah. like, my mom, she would give me, like, $5 for making a bed or doing laundry or something like that kind of as a reward and uh she's like okay well here's your allowance we can go to the hollywood video yeah we had blockbuster and hollywood video that's how oh my god dude throwback and we would go there every week and i'd go to the game crazy store and i'd pick out like a ten dollar game and so I played like sports games and car games. Car games are what really I really played because I grew up working with my dad and I just loved cars. I played with Hot Wheels all the time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. And so just the car games. And then once I was getting older, I wanted an Xbox 360. So my parents got it as a family deal. Where it was out in the living room, we would use it as a like a DVD player and stuff like that. Modern Warfare Three is what really got me into like being a gamer. Like I wouldn't consider me like a hardcore gamer. I'm more of a casual gamer, but yeah, just playing Modern Warfare Three, doing the grinding on the Prestige and stuff like that. It's what really got me into it. Then I played Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 1 and tried to get all the Call of Duties in the Xbox 360. And then I got my Xbox One. I just, I've been playing anything and everything, really. Yeah. What got you? You already said what you did. Yeah, I really started playing. Um, the first Xbox, the PS2, and the Nintendo DS, and the Wii. Yeah. And, I mean... I mean, the freaking Wii, with the little tracker on it where you point the remote at it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, yeah. it was garbage. Oh, dude. I mean, the Wii gameplay and everything was pretty good, um, but just the trackers on it and everything were just garbage. They were good at their, like, it was good for its time, but it was just trash. Yeah, the, the more, yeah, the older the Wii gets, the more it's kind of garbage. Yeah. Like, Super Mario Bros., the new one. It was so fun on that freaking console. 
Oh, yeah, dude. Super Mario Brothers was amazing. It was so fun. Poor Mario Kart. Dude, I played the living shit out of Mario Kart. Or, uh... Super, uh, what's it called? Mario Super Sluggers or whatever. Oh, yeah. That game was really fun. I was always playing that every time it was raining or something like that outside. Because growing up, I was always outside. But when I was inside, I was always playing Mario Super Sluggers. Dude, as much crap as freaking Wii Sports kids, Wii Sports Resort. Wii Sports was fun as hell. Wii Sports Resort was so much fun. Oh, yeah. I think that was the best Wii Sports. Just even like, just like the original Wii Sports. I mean, I used to do the freaking boxing one all the time. Oh, yeah, dude. And the orange guy would always dick you over. Yeah, Matt or whatever his name was. Yeah, he was OP as hell. But there was another topic I was wanting to get on. Is there anything you want to discuss? I, we, uh, I don't know, man. We, we've been kind of just winging it, and I think it's been going good. But... Before we were starting this podcast, we we got all our kind of chitter chatter that didn't need to be said on this podcast out. Yeah. So, yeah. Legit companies want to freaking sponsor us or whatever. Don't hear it. <laughs> Don't expect it. Um. I was wanting to talk about, uh, like, hilarious and embarrassing stories. Uh, do you have any Dude. you want to tell the folks? So, you, I'll tell an embarrassing story. So, this is right. when I was about, I think it was 7th or 8th grade, I can't remember. And my buddies all had freaking Instagram. I'm like, well, what's Instagram? So they're like, well, it's just this online site that you post pictures and you look at pictures. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, well, I'll create one. But little did I know my crush from that time had Instagram. So I'm like, all right, cool. Add it. So I'm not proud of this at all. Hmm. And it was an odd time for me. I I really like this girl. I I don't know it was hormones. It I that's what we'll say. It was hormones. Because I think we all kind of went through the same thing. And uh yeah. I posted this picture, and I was doing it, like, daily. I don't know why, but I did. I was posting a picture every couple of days and stuff like that. And I was really starting to like this girl. I'm like, 
So I said some paragraph, and I'm like, hey, if this girl, Katie, Katie, if you're reading this, just know I really like you, and I'd really like to go out with you. It'd be so badass if me and you went out together. Uh, It'd be so badass if me and you went out together. And we just, and then I asked her out. I'm like, hey, do you want to go hang out sometime? And when you were in freaking 7th grade, 8th grade, the mall was the place to go. Oh, yeah. And I freaking, I asked her if she wanted to hang out at the mall. She said, sure. Then two days later, she comes up to me. She's like, sorry, I can't go to the mall with you. I'm like, well, that's fine. And then I was heartbroken. And then I chased another super popular girl. Another super. I just kept on getting heartbroken. I was shooting way too high when I was younger. I was for, me too, dude. I was, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't really talk either. I was always trying to go after girls that were either out of my league or way under my league. You know how those girls are where you know that you're, you can do a lot better than them, but then you go after them and they just treat you oh, like yeah. garbage. You know who you are if you're listening to this. Oh, man. <laughs> Starts with an L. It's with the S <laughs> But. <laughs> but. Dude, I don't care what any girl says. Being a male and in puberty is way worse than a freaking girl. It is difficult. It, no, man, dude. It, it It's not difficult. It's bad. Yeah. Because you're all freaking horned up and your, your body's changing. You don't know what's going on, so you just go to your resort. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Confused. Why am I doing this? And then you wake up with freaking morning wood and you don't know what's happening. Yep. God. <laughs> Just. And then every guy. It didn't matter what class period it was and it didn't matter what you were doing. You'd just be sitting there and you're freaking little guy. And you're like, he's like, hi, I'm here still. You want to be. <laughs> Just making an appearance. You want to be my friend again? No, not now. <laughs> want to talk about it? I'm just going to be here. <laughs> like it or not, I ain't going away for shit. <laughs> just do it. And then... Yeah, I... Uh, At that point, dude, it's just... God, it, it's bad. Yep. What were you going to say? But uh, I have a, an embarrassing story about when I was in football. So, <laughs> God damn it. I shouldn't talk about this, but fuck it. Um, so, during football, it was close to the end of the season, 
and I, for some reason, I was uh, <clears throat> I was backed up. You know, couldn't drop the the poop logs. Tank was full. Poop tank was full. <laughs> yeah, and it was because I was freaking just working out constantly and you know pushing myself in football and stuff like that. So my freaking stomach was all like tensed up and everything. So I was freaking backed up. So I went to my mom and I was like, Hey, uh, <clears throat> so this is happening. She's like, Oh, okay. You know, it happens. I was like, okay. So we went to the store and we got these little laxative chocolate things. It's like a little tiny chocolate bar. And they're laxatives. Well, my mom takes the whole entire bar out. Well, she didn't tell me that on the box it says take one or two squares. Well, my mom handed me the whole entire thing. <laughs> and she said, just eat it. So I did. And uh, let's just say... Uh, Old Fateful was going on for way longer than it should have. I mean, it was like three weeks of just constant shitting. <laughs> and it just sucked going to football practice because it would always get bad when I was about to do conditioning. And so it looked bad on my part to the point where my whole team pretty much sat me down. It was like, so we could tell that you're skipping conditioning because we know you don't want to do it. And I was like, oh, I just had to poop. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that you know, they were all pissed off at me because they thought I was skipping, which I wasn't. I just I blame my mother for this. But, you know, it was just embarrassing because – you know, I really loved being on the football team, but, you know, it just, for some reason, it just made it look like I didn't want to be on the team and stuff like that, when it really was not the case. You had to poop. And, you know, yeah, I just, it was just embarrassing, because I'm not the skinniest kid, so you see this fat kid running to the freaking bathroom right before the hard conditioning. I mean, I don't blame him for being like, huh. This kid maybe just, yeah, maybe this kid just doesn't want to freaking lose <laughs> breath. And it's just bad, dude. I, you know, it just, the freaking depression started getting to me and everything. And it's it just terrible. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It, oh my god, I was in that with that freaking shoes a couple of times. I just when I was playing football, I wanted to play to be good. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to play uh, football. And so my dad's like, "Well, if you get the sign-up sheets, you can play football." Like, that's cool. Oh, Jesus. And Excuse so, me. I started, like, 
trying to find people I know who's going to play football. And I'm like, hey, can I get the sign-up sheet? Again, this is eighth grade. I'm freaking balling out as much as I can because I wanted to be a running back. I was a bulk dude. I wanted yeah. to be freaking Eric Dickerson because I had these freaking goggles because my mom wouldn't let me get contacts. So I was wearing freaking right. goggles. I was owning that, dude. I was like, I'm the only defensive lineman with freaking goggles. I can see you. You can't. And so they're like, all right. So it was getting into the season, and I was a backup running back. And I was backup D-line. I would get my rotation to And so... Coach Taylor from Skyline was my coach. Same thing with Chet Taylor. Marcos was uh, my coach in high school. And uh, a couple other guys. Shout out to Marco. Marco was a badass. I freaking love Marcos. Same thing with Bridget. Also, shout out to... Coach Burge. Oh, that old bastard's still kicking. Yeah, but he is a badass. He was hilarious during football practice, too. Sink. And he really did get me in good shape for football. Yeah. I mean, he trained us like it was boot camp. Oh, yeah. But I loved football, but it was all politics, man. It didn't matter how good you were. It was what type of freaking uh, group it's you like how popular exactly. are you in school it, it the older I got I'm like I'm not playing football anymore this is ridiculous I put in the time and effort yep. I went to the practice practices and I sweated my ass off for it Just yeah. Same with me. I didn't really get to play much. I mean, I worked my ass off. Talking on my spit. I worked my ass off. Uh, you know, going home and looking up YouTube videos of what I should do to improve myself. Because I was offensive lineman and defensive end. So, you know, I would go home and I'd look up uh, best things to do in that position and stuff like that. And, you know, I had all this information. I was getting freaking built. I was strong as hell, starting to lose a good amount of weight. And, I mean, I just never really got to play. And that was heartbreaking as a kid. I mean, football was such a fun sport, especially during practices and stuff like that. Like, that's – it's sad that I played more in practice than yeah, I did ever in a game. Sucks because when you were in grid kid, they had to play you. But the, you know the coaches, they're, they're like, if you're not good, you're not playing. And in your eyes, you're, so, you're one of the uh, best players. And you're beating kids that are yep. slacking off and just dicking around. And you're just – you're not succeeding. You don't feel yourself succeeding. Yeah. And so it got to the point where my freaking dad got up into Chet Taylor's face, 
to play me and Mason because Mason was sitting on the sidelines too. We're like, we're, we're trying our best. We, yeah, sure, we didn't start playing when we were in fourth grade, but yeah, we jumped into the sport now so we could be better. And it, it, it's one of those freaking things where it's just ridiculous. It, it's all a popularity concert uh, contest. Love football, but yep. playing with dickheads isn't my cup of tea. Yeah, me neither. But then I got into freaking cars and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, yep. playing in the Emotion Bowl, yeah, that would have been badass. But because as a young kid, you looked at the Emotion Bowl as like this freaking the Super Bowl of high school sports. Ow, Dodger! Jesus, freaking dogs are freaking out. His mom just got home. But. Well, that's little our freaking little basketball soap opera or football soap opera. Yeah. Um. Do you have any, like, other embarrassing stories or hilarious? Oh, God. Where do I start? I, mm. So, if this actually happened today. No, I'm not going to tell that one. Never mind. Screw that. Uh, All right. Well, uh, so, today... <laughs> I go to Walmart. I wanted the new Frostbite Mountain Dew. If you haven't tried it, go try it. Shameless Mountain Dew plug. But uh, I was checking out and I had this shirt that says respect. And it's in the it's a flag with marine camo in it. And uh, this girl she comes up to me. She's in her 20-something. She's 20-something. And she's like, excuse me, sir. I'm checking out. I'm getting my games, and I'm getting my Mountain Dew. And they're like, she's like, what are you respecting? And in my eyes, respect on a flag means respecting the flag. And considering yeah. it's in Marine camo, it goes further and says respect the military. And so I tell her that, yep. and she's like, um, why do you have to respect the military? I'm like, I kid you not, dude. She really? She's like, why do you have to respect the military? I'm like, because you, they fight for our freedom? I'm like. Yeah, they fight to keep us I, safe. Like, just me growing up who, how I was, that's common sense. 
like, what? Yeah. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> it's freaking retarded. So, for you guys asking, well, you're probably not asking, but for you guys uh, wondering, me and Orin are both wanting to join the Marine Corps. Hoorah. Hoorah. Dude, we're dying. Semper Fi. We're dying. Yep. I mean, that... I fucking... I just hate the people that do that shit. They just, like, act like they're interviewing you. Even if you're busy or something like that. It's just... What, what? Stupid. And they come up and they ask the stupidest questions. Like, what are you gonna do? Freaking shoot me? Or when you freaking have those people come up to you with their cell phones out, you know, gonna put it on Facebook or whatever, and they just they just trying to make you look bad. They just try and get a video of you out there. So all these little freaking stupid kids can comment on it and be like, oh, you know, that person's bad and that person doesn't know what they're talking about and stuff like that. And for someone to ask why do you support the Marines? Like, why do you support the military? If the military wasn't here, then she probably wouldn't be shot walking around in a store. And just, I hate when people bash on the military because you see all these NFL players that are getting paid to throw and kick a ball around for like $4 million a year. And then you look at military and they get paid like a hundred thousand. And it, and they bash on them. And there was an article that someone shared on Facebook, and it said, "Is the military getting paid too much?" And a veteran slid up and said, "Who any? If anybody believes in this crap, you're dumb. Because for how much they're fighting for and everything, they should be getting way more than a bunch of football players." And I couldn't agree more with it because I don't see NFL players going into harm's way to help fight for us. I mean, they're putting their lives in danger. They're making their families worry and all this stuff. There's been NFL players that have went to the military, like Pat Tillman. There's a lot of them that haven't. Pat Tillman, he was a linebacker, I believe, for the Cardinals. And he uh, he left his million-dollar luxury house, only had to play a game on Sunday, pretty much his stable job to go fight for our country. And uh, he died in... He and that's died what I have respect for. Accident. His buddy shot him. Mm-hmm. And it's people like that who I take my hat off for. Even the people who freaking joined the military yep. and had a, their football career after. 
like that douchebag yep. Colin Kaepernick. I'm a Niners fan. And it makes me sick seeing a player from one of my favorite teams take a knee. It makes me look bad as a fan. It makes me look bad as an American. Well, that's why my grandfather, he used to love watching NFL. But, I mean, let's be real here. The NFL is so rigged nowadays. I mean, it's it's slowly turning into WWE. It's paid actors. It's pretty much paid actors at this point. And my grandfather doesn't watch it anymore ever since people started kneeling for the flag. And I have utmost respect for the players that actually did come out of the locker room and put their hand on their heart during the national anthem. But there's a lot of them that either went in to the locker room or took a knee because it's against their religion. That's all it is. It's against their religion. religion or not. You live in this country, you stand up for that flag. And the people that fight for it. Like that picture that speaks thousands of words. This freaking Afghanistan veteran who had his knees blown off of his freaking legs still stood up for the national anthem in front of Colin Mm -hmm. Kaepernick. It's stuff like that that pisses me off. I freaking love America. With it's all my disgusting. heart, I will lay down my life for this country. But what it's becoming into is freaking China. And I freaking hate it. Yep. You respect that flag like you respect your... You know what? The people who don't respect the flag are the same people who don't respect their mother and father. That's exactly what it is. Kids still need yep. an ass whooping today. Well, oh, damn. Hurt. Sorry. Stay stop. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, kids are so spoiled nowadays. There's, I'm not saying all, but there is a lot of bad parenting. Just parents that don't give a shit, like. Usually, I live in an apartment complex, so I'll usually see kids, like if there's a giant storm coming or anything, or, you know, during the pandemic where everyone says stay inside, there's all these kids running around because the parents don't give a shit. The parents could care less about their children. And you can tell they're spoiled because if you share or say anything that they do not like they will pound on your head for it and if you don't agree with them on something they put the world on your shoulders like they're being like they act like the whole world is against them and i've talked to you about this but i said that it's dumb that kids back in the day as young as like one of the youngest, I think, was like 9 or 10 or 11. And the oldest was like 
16, but there was kids joining the military because the military was in need of more soldiers. And so there was all these kids stepping up to the plate and joining the military, risking their young lives to help fight for this country. And nowadays, I mean, kids are offended by pictures and stuff that doesn't involve them. I mean, you got, I don't have a problem with the LGBTQ plus community, but the people that rub that they're homophobic and all this other stuff and transphobic and all this stuff, and they rub it in your face, pretty much trying to get you on their side. And when you don't, they bash you for it. They treat you like shit. They call you horrible names. And they just make you feel like a garbage person because you don't believe what they believe in. Because you don't want to become what they are. What really pisses me off, too, about these parents nowadays is that they're letting their kids be transgender. Like that. At such a young age. You know what I was doing at eight years old? I was still playing with freaking Hot Wheels, dude. I was playing with Hot Wheels and helping my grandparents, you know, cutting down limbs and putting them in a fire pit and burning them and going camping and stuff like that. I wasn't thinking about changing my gender. And I get you want to be a supportive parent, but there's people, there's actually a tremendous spike in suicide rates for transgender people because they make the decision at such a young age. And as they they get older, they immediately regret it. I do. And that goes back on parenting. I mean, what type of parent are you Mm -hmm. to let your kid change his sex or her sex? I'm a Christian. I, I believe that. God made man and woman as you are for a reason, not as a suggestion. I believe that if you are born with a penis, you are a male. And at birth, if you have a penis, you are a male. want to go and cut that off when you're older, good on you. But I think the parents who are letting their kids cut their freaking wiener off or freaking inverted inverting their vagina at freaking eight years old because they don't feel comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, I've felt I've felt that I'm not comfortable in my skin before. I felt that. I got picked on because I was white trash and I was not like everyone else. And it ruined nope. my self-esteem because as as a kid when you're going through like puberty and stuff like that, you have so much, so many hormones going through your body that you don't know what's happening. And I was really getting discouraged because I, I, I knew I liked girls from the freaking second I came out the womb. And, uh, it, like, I get that you turned it. It's a choice, but when I, like I said, when you're a kid 
can get picked on. I know you've been picked on, Braden. You were picked on the same reason I was. Oh, yeah. Because yep. you were against the grain. Yeah, you weren't the richest freaking kid on the planet. But I did hard work. I'm glad I wasn't spoiled as a kid. Oh, me too. Because you see all these rich kids that you go to school with and stuff like that. And if there's any young listeners that are still in school, you will know this. There's always those group of kids at school that are the quote-unquote popular kids. And the only reason why they're popular is because their parents have money to burn. But I'm glad that my family wasn't the richest because, like, growing up, we never had a whole lot of money. And now I'm actually appreciating that because if we had a whole lot of money, I'd have a shit little attitude. I'd be like all these other kids that just, I mean, they shit talk straight to their parents' faces. They treat them like garbage. And what do they get out of it? They get a freaking $100 allowance every week. And it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, I was picked on because I was white trash. I I embrace it now. I I really don't care Mm -hmm. what you have to say about me. But people came up and slapped the back of my neck, called me redneck and people are making rumors about me and just stuff like that. I was my own worst enemy when I was getting picked on. I got into my head that I wasn't good enough. And when you're young like that, you don't know what's happening. And especially when you have kids like that are going through sex changes and stuff so young, they don't know what's going on. They don't know Uh -uh. what they're supposed to think and do all they know is that they have to fit in and if any young kids are listening to this and they're picking on you because you have a crappy vehicle that you paid for or you have to pay for your own stuff you have kind of junky clothes and that go and freaking do you and I promise if you grow up and you be successful all of those shit those little shitheads will come out of the woodwork and pretend to be your best friend no kidding one of the best things I've learned when I was younger was yeah I was picked on because of my clothes because I didn't know who I really was who I really was was this Mm. kid who went out and did redneck stuff, went fishing, went four-wheeling, camped, and stuff like that. So I was white trash. My roots mm-hmm. are white trash. We, My parents lived in a trailer, and my parents were fixing to live in a trailer. Yep. And so when you have to, if anybody's picking on you because you, you drive a crappy car, you drive... A beat-up Chevy. I still drive my freaking high school truck. And Braden, out of all people, know that I baby that truck. And I've made it mine. Oh, yeah. 
I personalized it to me. So if you're driving a freaking 89 Chevy long bed, single cab work truck, go to the wrecking yard. Go pick out little pieces that you like from newer trucks and put it in your older truck. Get a stereo in it. Honestly, do what you like to do. Don't grow up thinking that you have to be someone that you're that you don't want to be. Because as soon as you start growing up, I promise you you will love yourself more and more as the years go by. I mean, I've learned that as a kid I freaking hated myself. I freaking hated how I look and how I was as a person. But now that I'm all grown up, I couldn't love myself anymore. I mean, I really do appreciate that everything that I have and everything that I am as a person. And again, if it wasn't for my family not being rich, I feel like I would have one of those shit attitudes where I'm better than everyone else. And since I wasn't rich growing up, you know, it really has me feeling like I have respect for people and, you know, respect for the things I've have. And there's stuff that I've bought that I cherish, but all these other little rich kids, they do not work. All they do is they sit at home or drive around in the vehicles that their parents bought them. Let me tell you this guys, my truck, I bought it $350. I worked all summer for it. And I busted my ass for it. I was pulling weed, freaking weeds, raking up freaking grass out of a freaking sand pit. It, I was doing everything that I could do to get this truck. And it had a blown tranny. And it had things wrong with it. I it idled really rough when I got it. I had no transmission. But when I bought that truck, I had a freaking piece of meat in that truck. When I bought that truck, I respected it. Yeah, it's broken down because I was being dumb in it. But I put the work into that truck to make it mine. And if someone's making fun of you for that truck or that car that you drive if you drive an 88 freaking Civic and it's freaking straight pipe put a big old muffler on it make it sound good mm. do little things to your vehicle or to yourself It. what made me so confident as a person was I'm not even kidding you was finding someone who could relate to me and that someone, when I found Upchurch, mm. my attitude changed. I've yep. I've been the most freaking happy I've been. I've listened to his music constantly because it makes me remind myself of who I am and not be ashamed of who I am. And I know mm. that's the same case for you. As soon as you heard Upchurch talk about the same way of living you've lived for your entire childhood, it made you actually appreciate it. 
Oh, yeah. But like me and Braden have said, a kid making fun of you for stupid crap, get up in his face. If Because once you get into a kid's face, they're going to back down. Unless, if it's going to take, like Adam Calhoun said, if it's going to take you freaking continue, like just continually standing up to that kid who's picking on you, then do it. Because if he continues to have you stand up to him, he's picking on you because you're weak. He, he sees you as a weak problem. But most of the time, when they're like that, it's because they have a crappy home life. Mm-hmm. And you, you do the things you want to do, and you'll love yourself so much. Like Braden, just do yourself. Just don't even worry about what people are saying. Yeah. That's why me and Braden like country music so much, is because it's our way of living. Mm-hmm. We've had friends freaking stab us in the back so hard that we've almost been arrested for it. Want to tell that story, Braden? Uh, I will in a second. I just about freaking got off the podcast for a second and went outside. There was a guy in a muscle car with a muffler delete on it. And he's sitting there in the parking lot. It's almost 1130 at night. And he's outside my complex revving his engine and listening to music with the bass and sound system all the way up. Yeah, don't become that asshole either. Yeah, don't become that freaking prick because there's other people trying to sleep and with you doing that, it does not make you look hot or anything. It just makes you look dumb. And doing shit like that We'll get your ass beat. And two, find yourself a good group of buddies. Two, find yourself a good group of buddies. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'll tell that story. It's just I was trying hard not to freaking fly out of my door and pull that fucker out of his car. But so me and me and Horn were friends with this guy. I shouldn't say his name. Fuck, I'm going to say his name. Mason Pickett. Yeah, if you're listening to this, what's up, you little yuppie? So, Mason Pickett, we were friends with him. And me and his girlfriend were pretty good friends before him and her got together. And I was always there for her every time she needed a friend or a shoulder to cry on. Okay, I was always off, there for always made sure it was okay. Let's start before. What? Let's start where it gets good. Where he called Tana a drug addict. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get there. But yeah, his girlfriend's name was Tana. 
And, you know, like I said, I was there for her and stuff like that. And so they, uh, we were friends with this guy named Dawson. And so Dawson uh, went up to Tana and said, hey, because Tana was like, who's that really cute guy? And so we all chipped in and we're like, oh, his name is Mason. He's a pretty cool guy and stuff like that. So if it wasn't for us, they wouldn't be together. We're the ones that got them together. Keep that in mind. So, you know, they were happy and stuff like that. Well, we get a call from Mason one night while they were hanging out. And he saw, and he says, guys, I need some help. He calls me and Orrin, and he says, guys, I need some help. I just called Tana. Me and Tana got into a fight, and I said something I shouldn't have said. We were like, what did you do? He's like, well, I called Tana a drug addict. At first, me and Orrin were like, okay, one, why the hell would you do that? And secondly, why the fuck would you do that? And... So he explained to us and stuff like that. And he's like, guys, I think I might have messed up. I don't want to break up with her and stuff like that. So we talked to him, said everything's okay. You just need to talk to her, say that you didn't mean it, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, me and Tana usually like to joke around. And, again, joke around. But she would constantly, like, freaking slapped me across the face and all this bullshit and was acting like it was a joke. So I saw it as, oh, okay. So she's going to think being a bitch is being a joke. Okay. Well, I'm going to be an asshole then. Well, me and her were uh, joking around to the point where it started getting into a little argument. And so I turned to Mason and I was like, Mason, would you control your dog as a joke? And <laughs> that's where all hell broke loose. And he got pissed off at me because we tried talking to Mason saying, dude, we because Anna was a big cigarette addict and stuff like that. So we were trying to help him and stuff like that. And we were telling Mason that Tana was literally talking shit behind Mason's back. And so we were like, dude, Mason, this is going on. We don't want you pissed off or anything like that, but this is going on. We thought you'd come to you. Well, we met up in our trucks, and we talked to him about it. Well, we didn't know that Tana was in the passenger seat with the windows cracked and heard everything that we were saying. Well, apparently she heard us and got all pissed off and stuff like that. So then Mason got pissed off at me. And was saying that instead of calling her a dog, I called her a bitch straight to her face. And I said, dude, I said, control your dog as a joke. And he's like, no, you said bitch. I said, I said dog. And he's like, well, it's still technically the same thing. Well, Orrin Button was like, no, it's not. Why are you being a freaking dick? We obviously told you what was going on with Tana. And now you're all pissed off at us and all this heated argument and stuff like that, well, Mason was wanting to kick my ass. And this was during uh, school. So I was like, okay, uh, you know where we parked the trucks at lunch. So at lunch, come out to the trucks, 
and we'll settle this. And what happened, Orn? We sat in the cafeteria and we watched the trucks from the windows because it was a crappier day. And we just kind of sat in there and we're like, we really don't want to sit out in the cold trucks. And so we're like, all right, whatever. We'll, we'll just keep an eye out on them. And we waited and we waited and we waited. And no show. Eventually the lunch bell rang and there was no sign of them anywhere. So I texted him and I was like, huh, no show. Okay. Uh, you were saying that I needed to grow up and everything. And so we went and got Burger King before uh, lunch was just about to end. So, you know, being the asshole that I was, I crunched up my Burger King wrappers and I threw it in the bed of his truck. Well, then, uh, and then I get a call from the school because me and Oren, uh, we went to, we were going to go somewhere. I think we were going to fill up your truck or something before we had to go to work because me and Oren had work right after school. So I get a call from the school and it's the officer at the school. His name was officer Cowley. And he says, you need to get back to the school now. So I was like, okay. So I got there and he was like, so first, why aren't you in class? And I said, well, we were going to go fill up orange truck because we have work literally right afterwards. And we got out at like what? Three forty-five, and we had to yeah. be to work at four. And yeah. so we were like, yeah, we're just getting that done because we wouldn't have time to talk to you about. Um, I wanted to talk to you about a kid and his girlfriend uh, Mason Pickin, Tana Jensen, and I just kind of sat back in the chair and I was like, okay, what is it? And I tried having Orrin come into the room with me because we literally had all the screenshots to prove that that little fucker was lying and all this shit because he accused of pretty much bullying them when he was telling me to grow up. And pretty much making fun of them and all that stuff. And I got told by the officer, if I don't quit my shit, he's going to throw me in 3B. It, and if you don't know what 3B is, it's pretty much like, uh, it's pretty much like a teenager jail. And so I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, Oren is out in the, like, if you just bring Orn in here, we can show you that it wasn't just my part. Mason was starting it. Mason freaking challenged me to a fight. Well, that officer didn't give a shit. He said, well, if that happens again, I will put you in cuffs. And at that point, I was heated. And Orrin can even vouch for me. I was shaking. I was just beyond pissed. And then I get, like, I 
I got like three voicemails. I was pissed off. I didn't even want to listen to them or anything. And I just want to, I still want to beat that little shit's ass. I still want to beat the shit out of him to this day. And so like two or three weeks go by and I'm hanging out at my buddy Cade's house. Shout out to you, Cade. You're a real OG. Um, so I was hanging out at his house, and I was like, okay, my voicemail is full. Let me just go over it. Well, you know, it was all this spam, like, you know, you want a free car, just call this number, and, you know, insurance can save your life today and all this stuff. But one of those voicemails really stuck out to me. And it was Mason that left me a voicemail. And he said, listen here, dipshit. This is between me and you. Leave Tana out of this. You need to grow the hell up. And just all this other bull crap that made me laugh my ass off. And I thought it was hilarious that he was telling me to grow up and all this shit when he runs like a crybaby to the high school's officer because I was bullying him. And I was just, I don't know. I was just pissed. I, and after I heard that voicemail, I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, you really can't tell me to grow up when you're leaving me voicemails screaming at the top of your lungs because I threw a wrapper in the bed of your truck. And Mason, I hope you are listening to this because your truck is still a fucking pile of shit. And one day it will blow up. But I think that's a good ending note. Good as Hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me add to my part. So... Then a couple months go by, and my girlfriend, Shalise, she was working at this place called Channel Blue. This is about three months later. And I was laughing at a video in my truck because I would always pick Shalise up and take her to her car so she didn't have to walk. And so, one day, I parked in the freaking uh, Channel Blend parking lot. Wait, was I with And I was you? waiting for... Uh, my girlfriend. Huh? No, you weren't. So, my girlfriend, she had to come over to my house because she was uh going to be watching my dogs. And so, my mom wanted to have her come over so she knew what the drill was. And so, when we were out there and we were kind of talking, we were always the last to leave because I didn't want my truck all messed up because I was because people are idiots out there and so I'm like alright I'll just wait and Mason and Tana would always walk out last and Shalice would walk out first and she knew what I was doing she was waiting for me to have a good clear hmm. way to get out of this parking lot because it's a pretty small parking lot and she's like all right, nothing of the new. So then I see Mason and Tana because they worked at the same place as my girlfriend did. 
And so they're like, all right, nothing of it. So me and Chalice, we start driving to our house, my house, and we see Mason Pickett's freaking red pickup. And a whole lot shittier. Exactly like mine, but a long bed in a five-speed. That could... No. That kid couldn't freaking drive... It would scream in pain every time you would shift it. And so... And so, we're, we're just kind of waiting and stuff like that. We get to oh, house yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's Mason Pickett talking to my parents. This is about months after I turned 18. Mm-hmm. And he was threatening me with charges because I was harassing him. And so, luckily, Shalice was there. And he got up. He said, thanks, Ricky. I'm like, you better get off my property. My dad's like, don't start anything. I'm like, no, I'm going to start mm-hmm. something if this kid is going to freaking come up onto my property and start crap and tell some false lies. And so he gets into his pickup. He drives off. I'm like, okay, what what is that? What did that son of a bitch say? And he's like, he's saying that you're provoking him at work and stuff like that. I'm like, you, you want to know the truth? I literally sit in my truck, wait for Shalise to get off work so I can drive her to her car. And I, he, he was such a pathological mm-hmm. liar throughout this whole thing that he couldn't keep his story straight. We Literally, I had freaking evidence to yep. prove it. And Shalise was freaking getting bullied at work for it, too. And so I'm like... If you're going to seriously do that, come straight to my face and I'll freaking gladly knock your teeth down your throat. But he ran but off. No, and hasn't there, talked to there's me too much We've shit tried that to make happened when it was literally all his problem. Oh, yeah. Should I mention Abby? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Tana's friend, Abby. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, Tana took a video on her phone and was like, you need to listen to this. Well, apparently, Abby told Tana that I tried getting with Tana, and I was going to screw up Mason and Tana's relationship just so I can get her. And apparently, Abby told me, oh, yeah, that's just wrong. You shouldn't do that. That's a terrible fucking thing to do. And apparently, I said, well, I don't care. I love her, so I'm going to do it. The way you could tell that she was bullshitting was because she couldn't look at the camera. She was stuttering. And her story was all over the place. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, really? You already Mm -hmm. freaking got the cops involved. And now you're throwing bullshit. And I never talked to Abby. Abby is a little fucking hoe. I don't care. Like, I don't care if anyone is listening to this and just, I don't care if you like it or not. But honestly, that's how I felt. Because that's what I've seen and heard. And it was just stupid. And Well, look, it, it goes back to, she's been to freaking jail yeah, she's how been many on times? House arrest. She's got an ankle monitor how many times? Yeah, I mean. No. Nah, I, that doesn't look, sound trustworthy. I think it's me. funny that 
their lives are so full of nothing that they want to provoke everything that they can to try and get me in trouble. Well, and two, what was funny is oh, that Mason, yeah. Don't he bite the hand that's feeding you. That is what really and put me over the edge. And so, us, as a struggling freaking high school mm-hmm. kid, whoever offers to pay for your lunch, you're like, yeah. oh, hell yeah. And those words were said to me that don't bite the hand that feeds you. Which she was pretty much trying to say that, you know, I provide for you. I buy you dinner and stuff like that, which he fucking doesn't. That's literally all my mom. She works two goddamn jobs. She works her ass off. I have the utmost respect for her. And for some little douchebag to say that he provides for me just set me over the edge. And that's the main reason why. I wanted to freaking curve stomp his teeth in. Help. I help. I Yeah. It, that was disrespectful. He offered every time we went to lunch, hey, you wanna I, I'll pay. I know you guys don't have a lot of money. We're like, okay, cool. It was never it was never like a Hey, Mason, can you please, pretty please give us food or can you please help buy this or whatever? No, it was always offered. And then, like, you asked, you're like, hey, since Tana's getting a drink, do you care if I get one? She's like, I don't freaking Yeah, I'll grab, like, a freaking, like, because I usually get. Tana can get a drink. Let me not Cheeto fries. And each bag is like two bucks. And he'll look at me like I'm buying the whole damn store. He's like, really put that back. I don't have that much money. And then Tana's like grabbing a bunch of shit off of the shelves. She was like grabbing full-size freaking dynamitas and freaking crap like that. And we're like, so your girlfriend can buy the whole store. Like I get spoiling your girlfriend. Oh yeah, but damn dude. He he was. <laughs> that is simp. the perfect way to describe him. He was a simp. He really was. Yep. He just wanted his dick sucked. That's all he wanted. Sex with consistently. He just yep. wanted to freaking have someone to have sex with consistently. But. That's kind of our second podcast. We talked about gaming, some music, some politics, yep. some crazy stories from we'll, high school. Yeah, we'll so, uh, come out with a new episode here. tomorrow night. We're usually going to push a new episode out every single night. So look forward to that. Uh, make sure to follow us so you know when a new episode is dropped so you can immediately start listening to it. Make sure to go to YouTube and subscribe to Truck Talks and Backwoods Entertainment. Also follow uh, our social medias. Follow, uh, 
add me on Snapchat, redneck underscore real 217, or Instagram, redneck real underscore, or redneck underscore real 217. Um, you can say your socials. Uh, probably the best way to get a hold of me is at my social backwoods entertainment. Uh, go add my, uh, page on Facebook backwoods entertainment. I'll be doing, I post every time I'm doing a new video, I've dropped bloopers from videos and stuff like that. And uh, make sure to Snapchat follow, yeah, make sure to follow backwoods entertainment pages and, uh, Jesus, I can barely even talk. Uh, yeah, Backwoods Entertainment page and also Truck Talks <laughs> official or official Truck Talks page. Um, we'll probably be asking for a Q&A. I feel like that would be a good idea for the next ep- episode for tomorrow night. So if you have any questions or anything like that, go to our oh, pages yeah, and we'll have a post on there that you can comment your questions on. But I'm Braden. This has been kicking it with the Higgs. We'll see you guys tomorrow.